another mini-sode of the Fairy Conclave. I'm one of your hosts, Alec, and joining me on the line all the way from the other side of the Salt Lake Valley, it is Jerem. How are you doing today, Jerem? I am doing great. Very excited to be here to re-recording another little mini-sode. Yes, I love these. Um, In today's mini-sode, we are going to be talking about a topic that Jerem brought up to me um, over the last week, which is kind of something that we've both been thinking about a lot lately while we've been playing commander and it is playing reactively versus playing oh man proactively proactively thank you (laughs) (laughs) so okay um what what we we really have a lot to say on this but hopefully we can condense it into a mini so for you but we really think that this topic can give you the edge when playing commander this is something that, like Alex said, we've tried to incorporate into our play style and we've seen it work successfully. And we hope that it's something that you too can use in the games that you're playing. So the first interesting thing um, that I think we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but the first thing I thought of um, when we when we were talking about reactive versus proactive is the deck building process. So definitely. Uh, I was thinking about the deck building process. I think you had in your mind more about the gameplay. So I'll let you speak to the, your gameplay experiences with this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So for what I thought of for deck building is something that I've done over the last, um, few months. And that is switching out a lot of the cards in some of my commander decks for, um, basically the same effects, but the instant speed version of it. So one example I have is, I had a, a few decks that had Dreadbore in them, which is a solid removal spell for sure. It's uh, a black and a red for a sorcery that says destroy target creature or planeswalker, which is super efficient. You can hit lots of stuff for just for two mana, but it's a sorcery. And I just found there were lots of times where I wanted to destroy something um, in response to something my opponent was doing. And the only spell I had in my hand that like if it was instant speed it could have interacted but i just couldn't do anything because it was a sorcery speed removal spell so i had three decks that had dread Boar in them and i just replaced them all with chaos warp which <laughs> Ooh, is yeah so i think chaos warp is more powerful just because it hits non-land permanence but it costs three mana um but just the fact that it was an instant was the only thing that kind of put me over the edge. I had kind of been resistant to using Chaos Warp just because um, I've gotten horribly, horribly burned by it a couple times. But I, th- I think the instances where Chaos Warp goes wrong kind of like can create some good stories at least. Definitely. So <laughs> that along with the fact that it was instant speed um, all kind of combined to be a card that I wanted to play more. So... Um, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. And then I also, a couple of my pet cards kind of that I use as often as possible are Leyline of Anticipation and Seedborn Muse. And these all kind of go along with the strategy of playing more reactively, which I think kind of just allows you to not give up as much of the information that you have in your hand to your opponents until the last possible second. Um, when everything is going wrong, you can respond to stuff at instant speed and i just think that kind of like thinking about that during the deck building process can help you a lot um, in the future when you're playing your games 
I think it's good that you brought this up first because it makes me realize and I hope it makes all our listeners realize that it's never a bad time to go through your decks and give it a good critical eye. And this next time you go through it, you know, take a look at all of your interactions you have that are only at sorcery speed and see if you can find something better out there um, at instant speed. Like like you said, Alec, you know, you sacrifice one extra mana to do Chaos Warp, but yep. it lets you interact on someone else's turn. And like you said, it makes for some really funny stories and it, you know, hits more targets. So, yeah, I think it's a, a very good example of that. Yeah, I think it's important. And one of the things that I like to do um, fairly often with my commander decks is kind of um, use like different sorting features. So like I'll sort by mana cost and look at everything kind of like holistically and then I'll sort by the types. So um, and then that's kind of while I was sorting by types, I was realizing I had a lot of sorceries in some of my decks um, filling out like the the removal section. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's when I started thinking about how... Um, satisfying it feels to have instant speed removal on hand and that there are actually a lot of really like easy switches you can make for removal because a lot of the really strong removal is at instant speed and there are even some um, board wipes like evacuation is a blue board wipe that's at instant speed um, and some other things like that i think just having that in mind during the deck building and like going through your decks for uh, if you're looking for like replacements and stuff like that i think it's it helps a lot in the long run to have instance in your deck definitely and the the aspect that i wanted to touch upon with respect to playing more reactively is i had an interesting game the other day where i was playing a blue player uh my little brother actually who (laughs) plays nothing but counter spells which is awesome great for him (laughs) um however i realized when we would play he would counter the first spell I would cast just if he, if he had a counter, he would use it, which definitely was good for him being a blue player. However, I noticed that he was starting to, he was losing a lot of games because just because he could counter something, he would, he wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily counter a threat. He was being super proactive. He was like, I'm going to counter this whenever I can. And it set me back. But when a real threat came around, he couldn't react to it because he'd already thrown all those counters away. And then I would, pull ahead in the game or win or you know there's a bunch of different outcomes but it made me start to realize that when we're playing in a game that there is a really important need to have that third sense that sixth sense you know of knowing you know oh should i counter this or is their next turn going to be better should i wait for this counter spell honestly like i don't know if there's a golden rule for that it's just you have to play a lot of games you need to know your meta you need to know other people's decks um there definitely is a lot of factors coming into play that's something i i think i have a lot of experience for um that type of situation just from playing a lot of like draft and not really commander specifically um Uh because commander you don't it's not really a requirement to think about the tempo of the game which is like what um what your brother is doing is thinking about keeping you behind on tempo so that he can get ahead um right and commander is different because because there are four players you can't really um like be controlling everybody else's tempos that like that strongly so you normally just don't think about it but like playing so much draft and limited where it's really really important like setting back 
um, your opponent by one turn can be something that wins the game. So like in those instances, it's totally valid to be countering like their little um, threats just so you can like get in a little bit more damage or whatever. But um, yeah, I think in, it's hard to tell in a lot of situations when it's right to um, hold it back so that you can re- use it reactively or just like play it out so that you can try to get yourself ahead. Another important aspect that we talked about a little bit before is the one of the weaknesses of being, you know, reactive is, you know, if you're playing just in a one-on-one commander setting and your deck is centered all around combat, you know, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just not going to attack this turn, you know, unless they're sitting on Settle the Wreckage or something. Yeah, of course. But in that setting, you want to be attacking as constantly as you can. But, you know, if you're playing in a four-player commander game and your deck's all about combat, you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing to hold back and not attack as soon as possible. You know, you don't want to become the public enemy number one and start picking fights early. You know, sometimes you have to get more information about other people's, you know, intents in the game. And then you want to strike and make it more calculated. Yeah, I it's this is, like you said, very dependent on your meta. And I think this topic specifically is also very dependent on um, how well you know your opponents. So Uh um, I guess what I'm thinking of is when I'm playing against you and some of our other close uh, friends who are in our play group, I like I know that when they're coming out of the gr- the gate aggressively and like immediately as fast as possible trying to get your life total down, I know like depending on the person, um, what their kind of style of deck building and gameplay is, where I can tell that that's going to be like a pretty big problem and I do need to stop them. <laughs> right, right. And then I have other uh, people I play against who will do that just because the option's there and they don't really care about the the repercussions. So you don't really have too much to worry about because, um, like you said, a lot of games are bi- pretty much ended by um, one calculated like mass attack um, right, or something right. like that. We really hope that if you're ever trying to think, how can I become a better commander player, you know, start with... You know, sometimes the, the immediate answer isn't to go buy a better card. It's always good to, you know, upgrade your deck. And But I think start with your gameplay, you know, maybe play some games and really slow down and calculate, like, why am I casting this? Why am I removing that? Why am I attacking now, you know? And then look at the other options. Like, what if I waited a turn? What if I save this for next turn? So I think really adding this critical eye to our gameplay and, like you mentioned, Alec, to our, our deck building really will give us the edge when we're playing commander so yeah i think that's a great point to make like we said the deck building is one part of it but then the actual um like developing your gameplay skills is another huge part of it that i personally am way less familiar with because i i probably spend so much more time building and brewing and refining decks just uh, like in theory in my brain rather than actually playing them out and getting lots of like actually tested gameplay data. So yeah, th- I think that's one thing to keep in mind is those are kind of two separate spheres that overlap a little bit, but not too much. So you need to kind of like put effort into both. Um, and yeah, thinking definitely. about when to play reactively and when to play proactively is a huge part of that. You know, and I've, I've, se- I've been bitten by this, you know, tactic before. I, I feel like I've, I've won a game or two after, trying to play this way, trying to play not slowly, but, you know, thoughtfully, because I'm not saying play slow, you know, you want to get your deck going as quick as possible, but you, you need to be thoughtful. And, you know, it's never a bad thing if you take some extra time on your turn, you know, to figure out what you're going to do. I mean, this is a call for 
commander players everywhere to let's let's start thinking about what we're doing, you know, to really get the best advantage um, out of the resources we have in a game. Yeah, that actually makes me think of um, one thing that I personally really like about um, trying to play more reactively in Commander is if you have a bunch of instants and open mana in your hand, then it means you have to very carefully pay attention to each of your opponent's turns. Um, mm -hmm. Because especially if, it, if you have a counter spell or a removal spell or something that you want to do on somebody's end step, then you have to be watching and then be able to jump in at the right moment to um, to be able to do that. And that's uh, that's one thing that I think is really helpful is that just kind of like forces you to pay attention to what's happening more. So then you just have a better grasp on um, what's happening on your opponent's sides of the boards, which I think sometimes, you know, if I don't have anything to do, I just like set my hand down and I just like lean back and take a sip of my water or whatever while like other people are doing stuff but you know since i can't do anything i'm not really paying attention as much so i think that's one thing that i think has really helped me a lot definitely i agree and and i want to call myself to being better at this again i we talked <laughs> about this you might have been last episode but um one thing that i have not been doing is uh when is reading a card completely i'm always in such a hurry just to to play or to get to combat or something that I'll miss some important stuff. So, you know, there's probably other things that would benefit from taking a game, you know, at a slower pace, you know? Totally. Especially in commander when you've got, um, the average game is 400 cards that are all, um, different from each other minus a chunk of basic lands, but you've got so many hundreds of different effects. It's like, there's no way your brain can have all of those memorized beforehand. So, it's it's very important for new players and old players to to read the card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I wouldn't say I'm a super experienced player. I haven't been playing forever, but you know, I've been playing for a few years and there's still a lot that I have to learn or don't recognize for sure, yeah. the card. Well, we hope um, everyone out there that has listened to this that you've been able to take something useful away. If you have any successful stories where you applied this or you're like, "Oh yeah, I've been thinking about that." Let us know. Um, you can reach out to both Alec and I on Twitter. You can reach out to me. Uh, my handle is Atrealtan, uh, A-T-R-E-A-L-T-A-N. And mine is Captain Lick, C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-I-C. Um, yeah, feel free to catch both of us on Twitter, send a message, and anything you want. We love doing these episodes. And I think that's all we've got for today. Do you have anything else, Jeremy? Well, I would like to welcome you all to the clave. Thank you so much for a wonderful episode, and we will catch you all next time. Bye.